Hello, you're listening to Unlocking Greatness Podcast with Zenja Glass. Call me Z. I want to talk about uh, being hidden. I think that's going to be the topic of this. Sometimes God hides us. That's it. Sometimes he hides us. And he hides us because he loves us. And the funny part about it, it's not even funny. Forget I even said that word. The thing about it is it doesn't feel like love at the time. It feels like punishment, right? My God, I've been praying for this for so long. And why hasn't this situation changed? And why has my life been so tough? And why does it seem like everyone's skipping along in life? And I have to work 10 times harder to take that one step when it just, you know, everyone else seems to be doing so well. Remember, I did a podcast a while ago on uh, not comparing bananas to potatoes. Uh, You guys should go back and listen to that. And that was one of the videos, uh, one of the podcasts that actually went viral for me. And I thought about, well, what is it? What's so special about that particular video that made that go viral with millions and millions and millions of views? And I thought, uh, you know what? It's because so many people can identify with being that potato that's hidden in the soil. And we're looking at, you know, the bananas and and how beautiful they look and they're not down in the dirt and how we can't get into uh, comparing our lives uh, against others and thinking everyone else has it easier. So from our point of view, sometimes it just seems like punishment. But God knew exactly what he was doing when he placed us in that soil. And that was sort of my tagline for that particular video. So I bring that up to say sometimes it just feels like punishment. When we're waiting so long for things to change or, or we look at our lives and we just think, my goodness, it's just been so many situations. When am I going to get there, wherever that there is for you? But sometimes God is hiding us. And in fact, I dare say many times I believe we've been hidden. I did a quick study on blue diamonds. And if you all have time, I would love for you to study out how blue diamonds are formed and why they are some of the rarest, most expensive diamonds in the world. Now, I didn't know this because, you know, I'm really not a jewelry person, to be quite honest with you. Um, But God led me somehow to just study out blue diamonds. And I had no idea that in some cases for millions and millions of years, uh, these diamonds are hidden or formed, I should say. And, and how um, they've been through a lot of volcanic um, activity and, and, and hardened, um, I think it's called lava, for thousands and thousands, if not millions of years. And then how it's on the floor of the sea for millions of years in some cases. Um, um, uh, I don't know the exact amount, but let's just say a lot of years. And, and then when it's finally um, on Earth, when, when finally someone gets it, um, they're so rare because they've been hidden for so long, and yet they're the most precious and some of the most valuable gems you can ever have. And I started thinking about, my God, that's how it is with us at times. We're hidden. Remember when Jesus was born? Remember in Matthew, if you can turn there really quickly? Uh, Remember, if you turn to Matthew chapter 2, and I'm not going to read it all through. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. But after Jesus was born, there was a king. His name was King Herod. And King Herod basically wanted to find out, um, you know, uh, who is this person? Basically, he's hearing that, you know, this child is born. This is a special child. You know, um, he's going to be born to, you know, be king of the Jews. And who is this person? And he literally tried to have him killed. And there's a part in here where uh, it says, um, 
Let me just turn to it really quickly. It's in Matthew chapter 2. It said, um, uh, when King Herod heard of this, I'm in verse 3, he was disturbed. Uh, this is about, you know, the, the birth of Jesus. Um, he was disturbed in all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them, where is the Christ? Um, uh, uh, asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet had written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Check this out, verse 7. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out um, from them the exact um, time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child as soon as you find him. Report it to me so that I may go and worship him. Now, he was lying. He wasn't trying to go and worship Jesus. He was trying to trick them into believing that's what he wanted to do so he can kill him. Then in ver uh, uh, verse 9, it says, After they had heard um, the king... After they had heard the king, they went on their way, uh, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. I'm going to jump on down to the point I was trying to get at um, uh, uh, in verse 13, when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. And then it just goes on to talk about Herod basically got upset that they basically outwitted him. And then that's when Herod had ordered that um, all of the kids two years and older um, um, that they be, um, um, I think, uh, killed. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, all the kids two and under. So... The point in this is that in, in, in verse 19, it says, after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream in Egypt and said, get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who were trying to take the child's life for dead. So let, let that just soak in a second. That was the beginning of even Jesus was being hidden. He started his ministry later in life. You know, his ministry actually was not that long, as people may think. Jesus died pretty young. He was being hidden. I think about Joseph, and we've talked about Joseph so many times, I don't even need to turn to it again. I think it's Genesis 38. Is it Genesis 38? Remember Joseph we talked about who had that dream and his brother sold him into slavery? Remember all that? think is okay Genesis it starts in uh, chapter 37 and you can just read it on all the way up to maybe chapter 40 41 you know 43 or whatever but remember Joseph we talked about him quite a bit he was being hidden he had that dream he knew what was going to become but yet he went through some mess remember that remember his brother sold him into slavery and then when he got to Potiphar's house, I think it was Potiphar, and then Potter, uh, then uh, God blessed him, and, and, and Potiphar ended up putting him in charge, but then his wife turned around and lied on him. They ended up going to jail. Remember that? Remember the cupbearer and the baker, how uh, he basically took care of them? Um, uh, and uh, even when um, um, uh, the cupbearer uh, got out of uh, jail, he didn't even remember him for, I think, almost two years later until he was needed again. He was hidden for years. Years he was hidden. So I want to encourage you with this. 
I know is easy to say, but I can only talk to you guys from my own experience. We have to trust that when God hides us, he's doing a good thing in us, even when it doesn't feel like it. He's developing something in us, whether it's our character, our maturity. He's getting us ready for what's to come when we are revealed. Remember, I did a podcast a while ago, and I can't remember the name of it, but I talked about I'm just so glad that God didn't give me um, what I thought I needed at that time. I think I called it unanswered prayers or something like that. And someone made a comment in that form that says, well, an unanswered prayer really is an answer. But I, I, as I reflect through my life and the, 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 the areas that I've been many years ago, many years ago, like I'm thinking 20 something years ago, the person I was then, there is no way in the world, no way in the world, God could have given me what he's given me now. I wasn't ready. I'm, I'm woman enough to say it. I was not ready. Now, if you were to go back about 23, 24, 25 years of my life and ask me, was I ready? Did I think I was ready? Was I praying for, you know, the, the things I have now? Oh, yeah, I thought I was ready. Didn't see nothing wrong with it. Absolutely thought I was ready. Wondering, you know, God, where you at? <laughs> why is it? Why, you know, what are you doing? Why am I going through all of this? Why am I struggling? You know, why did I grow up on welfare? You know, why did my mother have it so hard? You know, why, why am I going through all these things from, from, you know, whether it was relationship issues or, or financial issues or whatever, just why, why am I going through a health issue? Why am I going through these things? I had no idea that he was just maturing me. I, it didn't feel like it at the time. It just felt like punishment. I was tired. I, I, I was going through a lot of things, and, and um, I think I was still married at that time. Yeah, I'm still married now, by the way, but I'm just making a point. Um, 20-something years ago, yes, because I've been married maybe 27, 28 years. Now, you kind of lose count after 25 years. Let me just say that. But uh, I was going through some serious things in my marriage. Uh, I, I was dealing, I think, at that time with being a, a new parent. Um, and I was going through financial issues. I was going through issues with, especially with my mom's health and just so many other things in my life. I just had no idea that all those things, all of that volcanic activity, everything that was going on, I just had no idea that God was molding and shaping me and getting me ready. You could not have told me that 20 something years later that, um, uh, uh, for example, at the church that I go to for many years, I've led, um, I don't want to say led a ministry, but led studies helping women who's been through difficult uh, times in their marriage and really helping in many cases. And they'll be the first to tell you, helping them to really stay together and save their marriages because it's a mess that I went through. Does that make sense? Now, at the time, that didn't feel like God was hiding me. I felt punished. I felt like, why is everybody else's marriage doing good? And what's up with mine? I'm trying to live right. Like, what is this? God had to keep me hidden because he had to develop all of that. He could not have blessed me with the businesses and the things that he's done. He could not have, not to the level what he's done now. I think I would have been too prideful and arrogant. I'm just being honest. And I love God. I was still a Christian, but I wasn't ready. I think at that time, if you go back about 25 or so years of my life, I think I was still, even though I wouldn't have admitted it at the time, but now as I look back, I think I was still caught up in trying to impress people and trying to look good before people. I'm just being honest. At the time, didn't feel like it. 
when I was going through all the poverty and how I grew up in my family with my mom and seeing her struggle and all the things that she went through, that did not feel like love to me. It didn't feel like love at all. But now that I've been through that, and I want you guys to hear this, I know how to budget a dollar. I see my mother survive with three kids on $192 a month. I'm okay with eating just, you know, a little bit of rice and a piece of chicken or whatever. You know, I know what powdered milk and powdered eggs taste like. So because of that, because of that forming, that shaping, being under the sea, all that volcanic activity, I didn't know he was forming me into a blue diamond. I didn't know that. And I didn't know that he was also instilling things inside of me so that I can be where I'm at right now, not only speaking to people, but truly from my heart of love and experience in experience, truly from that place, being able to pour hope and love into other people who don't know where their next meal is going to come from, who don't know where, where they're going to even be living by next month. who feel perhaps lonely in their marriage and don't know how they're going to make it through it. Who feel the hurt and pain of having a child born with a disease or an illness and feeling that no one understands. Who feels empathy for people when they go through things. I can't, I, it's just no way I could be that person that I am now if he didn't hide me. You guys getting that? I know it doesn't feel like love. I know. And my heart hurts for anyone who's going through that process right now. My heart hurts for you because I've been in so many of those processes going through one. Now you guys know, I just lost my son a few months ago. So this is another process, right? Doesn't feel like love at the time. But I'm begging you to trust and believe that God knows what he's doing. When he hides you, it's because he loves you and he's preparing you and he's protecting you. He's forming these blue diamonds inside of you that are going to be so rare that when he reveals you to the world, the world will flock to you because you've been so refined. So I just want to encourage you to hold on. Do not feel for a moment that God has forgotten about you. You're not being punished. You're being hidden. Think about that for one moment. Many of you are not being punished. You've been hidden. And at the right time, when God knows that you have developed, you've matured, or even sometimes it's not even about you, to be quite honest with you. Sometimes it's about his, just his perfect timing. When he's ready to allow you to get to that next level, he'll reveal it. He'll let it happen. In fact, I, I think it'll be effortless, to be quite honest with you. There's just no way that I can give my kids some things right now that they think is good for them that they want. It's not good. You know? I have a, a, you know, I won't go into detail, but, you know, with having four kids, you just go through a lot. I'll leave it at that. But there are some things they really, really, really want. And I'm like, no, not that I couldn't have given it to them, but they wasn't mature, wasn't ready for that. Mm -mm. No. And they see it as punishment. No, no, because mama loves you. I can't get that to you right now. You're not ready for that. Does that make sense? 
Sometimes he's just hiding you. And we're sitting there crying away, and I've done it. Tears galore. I've been there. Feeling lonely. Feeling misunderstood. Feeling hurt. Feeling disappointed. Feeling tired. Real tired. Feeling frustrated. Not knowing all along that God is just hiding you. He's hiding you. He's forming something so amazing. I truly believe that there is nothing that we go through that will be wasted. I know that's a bold statement, but I'm, I'm learning now, now that I'm in my 50s. <laughs> there isn't a single thing I've gone through in my life from, from some of the abuse I suffered as a child to all of the issues I've discussed from finances, health reasons, marriage, reason, marriage issues, you go on and on. None of it is being wasted. I've been able to pour so much into others as a result of the things I've been through. But God knows he had to keep me hidden for quite a while. He hid me for a long time before I can even get on this camera or speak into this podcast. Because you would not have wanted to listen to me about 24, 25 years ago. Now, I still love God. I want to make that clear. But I was nowhere near the maturity I am now. And probably if the good Lord continues to bless me to live on another 25, 50, 75 years or what have you. Well, I don't know anybody that's over 125 years old, but you get my point. If the good Lord continues to allow me to live, I'm sure at the age of 75, if I'm still doing this and speaking into a camera, I would be saying Thank God for, you know, the maturity he's given me over the last 25 years. So we continue to grow and mature. So I just want you to consider, perhaps I'm not being punished, but I'm being hidden. And I just want to open your eyes just a little bit, just to give you a different perspective that God is not punishing you. Perhaps he's just hiding you. Anyway, I love you all. One thing I want to mention, uh, my community text number is 847-648-9118. Text me at that number so that you can join my text community. And I look forward to staying in touch with you all. I love you guys tremendously. This is Z with Unlocking Greatness Podcast. Bye-bye.